This is our third session now on how to pray about hindrances when we come to reading the Bible. And I sum up my four strategies to battle these hindrances with the acronym IOUS. The first hindrance we dealt with was lack of inclination. We just don't want to, and we cry out for God to incline our hearts. The second hindrance was blindness to wondrous things. We just don't, we, we may want to read the Bible, but we're not seeing anything of any value or beauty. And so we cry out, open the eyes of my heart. And today we focus on you, unite my heart to fear your name, Psalm 86, 11. Teach me your way, O Lord, that I may walk in your truth. Unite my heart to fear your name. So God, as we talk about this, grant our hearts to be united. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Which may mean uh, distracted so that part of my heart is focused on the Bible and the other part is focused on breakfast or financial difficulties or a fly on the wall or a gap in the Venetian blinds or goodness knows a hundred other things can keep us from focusing with united attention on the word. Or the other would be a real divided heart. That is, when I'm distracted by a fly on the wall. I don't love the fly, and I could care less about the fly. It's just a distraction. But if I'm, di if I'm distracted by money, like we saw back here, incline my heart to your testimonies and not to, to selfish gain. If I love money, that's a division that's going to do me in. And so there's two kinds of uniting that need to happen. Free me from distraction and free me from divided loyalties. In Luke eleven seventeen, one of the reasons is given. Every kingdom divided against itself is laid waste. An divided household falls, and the same thing would be a divided mind. If you have a divided mind, you are not going to be strong and faithful and fruitful in your ministry. So, early on, Deuteronomy 4, 29, we get these exhortations and promises. You will seek the Lord your God, and you will find him if you search after him with all your heart. And we turn, this turns up again over and over again in the Bible, right? With all your heart, not a, not a fraction of your heart, not with a divided heart. Or First Samuel 7, Samuel said to all the house of Israel, if you are returning to the Lord with all your heart, then put away the foreign gods and the Ashtaroth from among you. So get rid of competing gods in your life. Do whatever you have to do so that all your heart is God's. Foreign gods and Ashtaroth among you and direct your heart to the Lord and serve him only and he will deliver you. Or Jeremiah 29, 13, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. Or Proverbs 3, 5, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not rely on your own understanding. To be sure, we must use our own understanding 
The horse is made ready for the day of battle, but victory belongs to the Lord. We do make the horse ready. We do prepare for our teaching and our preaching. But when it comes to the very moment of execution, where is your heart leaning, resting, relying? Is it on your preparations and your capacities, which are significant and God gave them to you? But no, no, no. We shift our leaning onto the Lord with all our heart. That's a great challenge to know the difference between proper use of understanding and preparation and total leaning on the Lord rather than on that. But that's what he calls for. The most familiar command, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind. No division, right? Not half, not a third, all the heart. Love God. James is very concerned about the double-minded man. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God who gives generously to, to all without reproaching, and it will be given him. But let him ask in faith, not doubting, no, with no doubting. So part of your mind trusting, part of your mind saying, not so sure God is a good God, a faithful God, a generous God. For the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. For that person must not suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double, double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. So what that means is half your heart, right? Half your heart says, God is good. He will grant me the wisdom I need. The other half says, I'm not sure so God is so good. Maybe he won't grant me the wisdom I need because he is a unkind, unfaithful God. That kind of heart is double. It's split. It is not united. So again, in chapter 4, verse 8, James says, draw near to God. He'll draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts, you double-minded. So there's, there's impurity in double-mindedness. Something impure, something sinful, something unclean is causing the mind to drift in a direction of trusting something else. And the other part of your mind is going this direction towards God and depending on Him. And James says, don't let it be that way. And of course, the best example you can think of, probably the best one I could think of, from Matthew 6.24, no one can serve two masters. So there's a saying, don't have a divided heart. Part of your heart going this way, part of it this way, one master over here, another master over here. For either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. You cannot expect to have a devotion to both God and to both money. Part of it's going to be a despising if there's devotion here. If there's devotion here, a despising here. That's the way Jesus reasons. A divided heart is not a faithful heart, a loving heart. You can't expect God to respond to that kind of heart with what you need. So, back to our prayer. 
one obstacle, we don't want to read the Bible. God help us to want to. Another obstacle, we read it, we don't see anything. God causes us to see. And today's obstacle, distraction and disunity. Part of my heart is going in one direction and part is going in another. What's the remedy? The one remedy I'm focusing on is this, the cry, the heartfelt cry as I come to the Bible every day is, unite my heart. Let all my heart be after God. Not part of it, all of it. And the fact that the psalmist had to pray for that should mightily encourage you that if you struggle with a distracted or divided heart, you're not alone. And the Bible gives us wonderful strategies. And one of them is cry out to God that he would take this divided heart and unite it with a complete focus and devotion to himself.